Should you or should you not follow the suggested reading ages or grade levels on books? You probably walk through a library and you see on that top corner, it's for ages six through eight or grade levels four to five, and you open the book and you're confused. You're like, should I give this to my child? Should I not give this to my child? Will this be helpful for them in reading? In today's episode, I will help you navigate that. I'm going to help you understand like, what is that even about and when you should or actually should not use it. And like always, I am grateful for all of you showing up and listening to this podcast. If you have time in your busy day and would love to leave a review, that would be the biggest compliment. And if you wanted to connect with me, the best place to do it is on Instagram at Kavai underscore Aquin. That's K-A-W-A-I underscore A-H-Q-U-I-N. All right, let's jump into this one. Aloha, mamas. You've made it to the Homeschooling Entrepreneur Mom podcast. I'm Kavai Aquin, RN turned full-time entrepreneur and homeschool rock star to five kiddos. I know you're frustrated with homeschooling. You know there's a way to make it fun, but you haven't figured it out yet and you're overwhelmed with combining homeschool and making money from home. You're wishing for a way to integrate homeschooling and building a business while giving your kiddos the gift of entrepreneurship. So if you're ready to create a homeschool filled with fun and adventures while you're making money, get your favorite mama juice and throw your hair in a messy bun. Let's get to work. Aloha, my friends. Welcome to another episode. Today, we are talking all about that little numbers on the books that you give your kids and it's like the suggested reading age or grade level and if you have been following me on this podcast you kind of already know my vibe I like to think outside of the box I don't like to follow all the guidelines per se because I know that we are all different every single person is their own individual self which means You all have different reading levels. You all have different interests. You all have different ways of learning and understanding things. And that goes the same with our kids. And when it comes to suggested reading ages and grade levels, I know I even went through the struggle. I remember when my oldest was in preschool and we were kind of looking through adding to our library, our at-home library. I wanted to give him a good, like, I don't know, like supply of books to just pick and choose from. So what I did was I went and bought some books. And when I went out, I was at Costco because Costco has like that big table of all the books. And I'm looking through all these books like, okay, which pack should I buy him? Because the ones at Costco comes in like multiple books in one package. And I like that. I love saving money. But I remember kind of looking through the books and some of them did fit his age but most of them didn't they were either too easy or too hard or just kind of was not his fit and I was struggling with that I was like how do I find him books that really fit his personality fit his where he's at in life I don't want to say grade level because he was still in preschool and so instead I started shopping for books that's why I started shopping for books at thrift stores because It allowed me to be more personal of like which ones I want to pick and choose from. I could open the books. I can see it. And because we hardly have any bookstores anymore, right? It's like a dying breed of things out there is books. Another resource I always try and tap into wherever I lived was the library. And I would still have the same struggle there. I would go to the children's section and I felt like I was 
way too overwhelmed in the library when I first started looking books, looking for books for my kids because there were so many options. And I was like, um, where do I start? Okay, kids section is right here. Do I want do I want him to have some of these books? And he would pick some books and I'd be like, dude, that's too old for you. Like, you don't even know how to read those words. And then he's like adamant. I want this book, mom. I was like, but you don't even know how to read it. (laughs) And in the end, I had to step back and realize that he wanted the book because of what it was about. It was a Minecraft book. And he wanted to just look at the pictures and see the words. And he would sit there for hours. Yes, I let him borrow the book. And he would sit there for hours just flipping through the pages. And I knew he couldn't read the book. (laughs) This four-year-old is trying to like pretend he knows what he's doing. But the thing was, he was so engaged in the book. And if he wanted me to like read something for him, he would come to me and be like, Mom, what does this say? And I'll tell him what it says. And he's like, okay. And he'll go back. And he'll just go through the book. And I'm like, wow. This is interesting. I'm picking up to something. And that was the start of when I realized, okay, those suggested reading levels or grade levels and ages is literally that. It's a suggestion. And when I looked it up online, you know, Google life here, (laughs) I realized like the levels vary because it depends on what system those publishers used to put those grades on there. And you can go, if that's your vibe, to go and find out where your child exactly is at so that you can see like where their reading level is at. I have it in my show notes, a great article about um, the two different systems that I know are like very popular are the guided reading and the developmental reading assessments. I have that link in my show notes. You can definitely explore that. But what I realized was best for my kids after... We're going into, I just taught my third child how to read, going into the fourth child, teaching her how to read, is that it depends on two other things. It depends on your goal for your child, and it depends on what your goal is for that specific book. Because you're like, why the goal is for my kids to read. Exactly. But (laughs) it goes deeper than that. For example, my first two oldest, super easy to teach them how to read. My third one, holy moly, I got like turned into left field, hit some roadblocks, a lot of roadblocks, and it was hard to teach him how to read. And I had the same goal. I just want you to read. Why can't you do it? And what I realized was I had the wrong goal. The goal for my child wasn't just to read. My goal for my child was to make reading simple to build his confidence, especially for that number three one, the third child, because he didn't feel confident in reading. He didn't feel like it was something enjoyable. But I know he was trying so hard to do it because he just wanted to read. And I was like, okay, we have to like tweak that goal just a little. So that's how I started looking at books. I literally stopped looking at the suggested reading age and grade level. That didn't even apply because once I realized, okay, let's find a way to make reading enjoyable because if I make reading enjoyable for you, it will now turn into being confident in grabbing a book. It will now turn into you wanting to learn how to read, wanting to be that person to say that word. I could see it in his eyes. So 
I told him, you can go and grab whatever book you want. I just obviously looked over it for making sure like it was appropriate for him. It didn't have anything crazy in there. But most kids stuff don't have that. But I just wanted to make sure like that was the only thing I censored per se. Like I looked through the book to be like, okay, this is teaching you some good stuff. But other than that, when we were in the library, I did not restrict him from going into the other sections of the children part of the library to explore different books because I wanted to build his confidence in reading. So if I, as the parent, told him, hey, you're not reading it, so you only can read these books right here that's required for grades, I don't know, kindergarten or first grade or pre-reading levels, that's the only books you can grab then now I am kind of putting a cap on his potential. I'm the one, the parent, telling him, sorry, you're not good enough for those books. And now he's even more frustrated. He's like, well, I don't want to read any of these. They're nothing I'm interested in. So that is the big gist of it all. Like, what is the goal for your child? Is your goal for your child just to read so that they can do more schoolwork and learn more things. Is that it? Because for me, I had to kind of tweak it. And what I realized is tweaking it from, yes, you need to read because I understand that is a foundational skill to how about let's find a way to enjoy reading because what does reading really do? It allows you to expand your knowledge. It allows you to have a bigger imagination. It allows you to know more facts and know more things about your interests and what you want to learn more about. Like that's what reading does. You now paint a picture of how reading helps them in a bigger way rather than you need to read because this is the only way you're going to learn. It's now expanding that vision for them. So if you have a child and you're kind of concerned, like, what should my child be reading? You know, what books should I choose for them? I got a list of things to kind of help you with that. Number one, I'm just going to get this out there because if you feel like your child needs to be evaluated, then do it. That's your child. Definitely take them to a professional to get evaluated. Maybe they have like dyslexia or a disability or something else that you just want to be like, okay, now I know how to better help you do that I say like whatever your child needs be the advocate for them okay if you're like me (laughs) and you're like okay well what else can I do that I don't have to use outside outside resources just like resources from your own home you can determine your child's learning style I know I sound like a broken record but it is so true most of you already know it you just need to sit down and write it down or think about it but what is their learning style? Are they like if they're struggling with reading, maybe they do not like visual things. Like maybe they do not like looking at words. Like that is boring to them. Maybe they're more visual to colors and graphics and pictures versus words. Like really understanding that will help you cater to your child's reading process. The other thing is what will keep them engaged? Think about that. Like what thing or interests or topics keeps your child engaged? I can tell you off the bat. My oldest loves Harry Potter. He, <laughs> he loves 
um, a lot of facts. Both of my two, my two oldest, loves facts and loves learning about things. My second one loves space, anything to do with the space, uh, space and planets and all of those things. And he loves those things. My third one is animals. Anything animals, no matter if they're like a dinosaur to a mammal to what bugs he wants to know. So what is the interest that keeps your child engaged? And I think I should have said this in the beginning, but I'm just going to say it anyways. <laughs> Disclaimer, I am not a reading expert. My expertise comes from teaching my kids how to read as a homeschooling mom, as a mother itself, and helping them through the process of realizing these are the experiences that I have experienced and maybe it can help you. So definitely, disclaimer, take in what speaks to you and leave the rest. But I have seen that this has really shaped the way my struggled reader now has turned into a great reader. Like in just a year and a half, he has done a full turnaround because of these things. Because I had to go and double check myself and be like, okay, what is your learning style? Because I got into the mode of teaching my first one to read super easily, teaching my second one to read very easily. And I was like, okay, third one's going to be just as easy. I'm just going to do the exact same thing again. And nope. Once all the things I was using for my first two didn't work, I was frustrated. I didn't want to do anything more. I was like, something must be wrong with the child, not me. (laughs) Yes, I probably did say that out loud. And then I had to check myself and be like, no, it is not that. I am trying to fit my third child into the box that I shaped for my two oldest. And he doesn't fit anywhere in there. So determining that again, reminding yourself what will keep them engaged is very simple. And then finding resources that support their learning style and what keeps them engaged. So A quick example is that when we go to the library, my middle child, he loves, 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 loves animals. And the fact that he found a series that was graphic novels and animals, it's like, so it's like part nonfiction with fiction. It's pretty cool. They take these kids, I want to say like it's these kids going through um, history And they're learning about different animals that are now extinct. My middle child was like, this is the best ever. Like, look, the kids, they got to go see the dinosaur. And he was totally engaged in the book because of that, because of the pictures, because of the topics, because he got to really learn about something that was true about all these animals, but in a fun way. And I want to tell you straight, like if I went and put him into the section of his actual reading level, he would never find a book like that. So that find resources that support number two and start back at the beginning. So when I say start back at the beginning, it's not like all the way back where you have to teach in the ABCs. Start back at their beginning, meaning where are they in their reading like journey that they are very confident in. Like they know, is it their phonics? Do they know all their blend sounds? Is that where they left off? They, they're they having a disconnect with connecting blend sounds. So you're like, okay, you, we're going to start at the beginning, which is they know all their blend sounds and we're going to start back building on that. So what is the beginning of your child's current 
reading situation and start there. It could be simple words. It could be sight words. It could be um, three letter words, four letter words, whatever it is, start back at their beginning. And the great thing is most of that will be a review anyways. So just go through whatever is a review. You can kind of like breeze over the things that they already know and then really check it off. And then once you reach the part they are struggling, this is number one, keep your lesson short. (laughs) Don't like pry it down their throat and make them feel like, you have to do 30 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever it is. It could be five to 10 minutes. Keep it short. Because what you're just trying to do, starting at the beginning, because if you have a struggling child who's reading, they don't want to read. <laughs> That's basically it. They're, they're not ready to read yet. They don't have the confidence. So when you keep these lessons short, now they're like, okay, I'm not going to be tortured for a very long time. <laughs> So that's one tip. The other tip is do it before something they're looking forward to. So we would always do it before his electronic time. When we're doing these short lessons, I'll be like, okay, you're going to go on electronic soon. But remember, we got to do your reading. He's like, oh, I hate reading. Like, (laughs) that's how he was. And I was like, I know. I know it's hard. I go, but we're only going to spend a short time. I'll set a timer. We're going to do seven minutes today. And I just need you to read through the books. And eventually, he realized, like, how much pages he could get through, and he started breezing through it faster. And he started, like, almost motivating himself to go further and to finish it off so that he can get to the electronic time, get to what he really wants to do. And the last thing is to incorporate games and read aloud. And this is something that I always like to incorporate into my homeschool. I was just telling a friend at church the other day, hey, we love Nerf gun word games where we just put up words on the wall, all around our walls, and then I have my kids read it and shoot it. And they collect that as points. And then you can do whatever variation of that game as you want. (laughs) But that's one of our go-to reading ones. And you can use it at kids at all different levels. Whatever words they are starting to read now, put those words on a piece of paper, tape it onto your wall with some painter's tape and have them Go at it with the Nerf gun. That's a quick example. Read aloud is super cool, especially if you have Audible or anything like that, because now they're listening to words. They're still building their vocabulary and they are still learning certain words. They love to just hear it over and over and they can hear the story and put it together. Other things you can do too is get the book that they want to get and sit down with them and read through it. Like, I read, I still read to my seven, eight year old kids. Like I'm like, okay, let's read through this. And then what I do too is I leverage my older kids to read to my younger kids. So sometimes I have my oldest, I'm like, can you help him with those words? And he'll sit there and he'll help them. And it's like a win-win because the oldest is learning how to teach. And then the younger one is learning how to do that lesson or read. So find ways to incorporate reading through your family. Um, I'm trying to think of any other tips. I think the last tip I will give you and leave you with relating to this topic is do a quick, maybe it's not that quick, do a walk around in your library. If that is your go-to resources for books, do a walk around in your library, know where everything is, find the books that are related to the subjects that your kids love, kind of do a quick scan through the books, and then 
That way, when you bring your kids there or when your kids are asking you, hey, mom, I'm looking for this kind of book, you can be like, okay, I know he loves, like my kids love graphic novels. I know you love graphic novels. I know you love animals. I saw this series right here. Let's check it out. And then you can check it out together. Rather than giving them free range of like the whole children's section in the library, you can be that navigator for them you can show them like hey mom looked at these books you can pick a few books from here see what you like so i hope all these tips help you out with your readers or your pre-readers or even your older ones like i'm pretty sure you can use some of these tips for them like my oldest child he is 12 can read perfectly fine but now his struggle in the library is to find books that he really enjoys so doing that quick walk around for him, I actually go through like the young adult section. I even go through like the nonfiction section to really dive into some topics that interest him on um, like, for instance, he loves drawing and um, sketching. So like if there's other things I know that will interest him, I'll go show it to him because just like you, your kids will get overwhelmed and with such a big selection. So being that navigator for them does help release some of that stress when it comes to reading too. All right, my friends, I hope you got something from this episode for your kids. And if you want me to talk about a topic or if you have a question, like I said in the beginning, the best place to connect with me is on Instagram at Kavai underscore Aquin. That's K-A-W-A-I underscore A-H-Q-U-I-N. And shoot me a message. And if that is something I can definitely help you with or would be a great topic for our episode, I would love to do that for you. All right. And like always, go out and make your day amazing. Hey, mama friend. If this podcast inspired, encouraged, or gave you confidence to take action today, I would love for you to share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Kavai underscore Aquin. Then drop it in a message to another friend who needs to hear it too. The biggest compliment would be for you to take a minute from your busy mama day and leave me a review and subscribe. I'm so grateful for you and I'd love to keep this conversation going. The best way to connect would be in my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. Till next time, lots of aloha, kawaii.